0: Galatians chapter 5 tonight. Uh, I'm going to try to get through this real quick, probably about an hour, hour and a half maybe. I don't know, it's just, it's just so much that uh, I've been looking out and reading and researching on this topic. and, and, and it, it's, If you let it sink into your heart, it will help you. But if you resist it, it can can hurt you, it can hurt you. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free, and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Verse number 13. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty... Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by the love serve one another. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for the Lord for tonight. We just thank you for your engrafted word. Let us apply it to our lives that we live the life that you have given us, Father. And we'll praise you tonight, empty himself, and give you and fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. I'm interested in that one word tonight, and this word has been stretched. It's been misused, it's been abused in so many different ways in which we call the Christian world today. And that word's been drugged through the mud, it's been drugged through every area of life that has somebody wanted to give a license or permission for uh, their lifestyle or their sin, but i like to set the record straight tonight on this word, and this word is liberty. Liberty is a big deal in the Christian life. Paul makes a lot out of it, but it has been misused so many times. Paul writes to the church in the book of Galatians. He writes to these churches in the area that has taken this idea of liberty in Christ in liberty as a child of God and has damaged it to the extremes. In verse 1, Paul instructs them to stand in the liberty that God made you free and that not go back under the legal letter of the law that you have been cut from. Uh, this is the one ditch that have, uh, many people have fallen off in. When we get down to verse 13, he presents us with another ditch that have, many people have fallen off in, in liberty, and he said, Not only have you gone off on liberty on one side because you left your liberty, but now you run completely to the opposite side into legalism. Then he said you have run off in the opposite direction into liberalism. And he used it for an occasion for your flesh. You have gone into liberalism. Uh, And we we understand that. You, you have taken your liberty and said because I've served and because Christ has forgiven me of all my sins and because I'm, I'm going to heaven and now I can just do what I want to do and live however I want to live. Both sides. Paul said he's trying to, he's trying to grab them and, and pull them back into the anchor in the middle of the road of Liberty. I don't know if you've ever been to Philadelphia to the uh, Liberty Bell Museum there. They've got it across the street where it used to stay, and then they have it across the street in the Museum of the Liberty Bell. And it has ten exhibits before you get to the bell itself. And I'm amazed that you read the, the history of the bell, and it gives you all the history, but the last two exhibits before you get to that bill the, the next to the last exhibit it, it is a tribute to homosexuality and, and the very last exhibit these words of Leviticus 25 and 10 and you shall hallow the 15th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land until, and unto all the inhabitants Thereof, And those words are inscribed on the bell. Liberty. Now, now in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament condemns and does not condone the act of homosexuality but yet here we have liberty and they're trying to push it to every which way they can. I have a problem with this. To the world, liberty means I can live the way I want to, act the way I want to, and be what I want to be. Can I tell you something before I get into the message? As a child of God that has now filtered down into the churches that same kind of mindset that I can live like I want to, act like I want to, be what I want to, I have no rules, I do have no regulations, I can do whatever I want to do, I have liberty. If you don't get anything else tonight, liberty does not give you the right to do wrong. Liberty gives you the power and the ability to do right. We have liberty in Christ. We also should have the power of God that has set us free from the law and the bondage of the law and to be free from sin and to live a holy life and and we need the power of God to do that. Psalms 119, 45. And I will walk at liberty for I seek thy precepts. In other words, David said, the only way I have liberty, the only way I can do liberty and able to walk in liberty when I'm doing it according to the word of God. That's the only way you can do it tonight, according to the word of God. So do you realize the lie of the devil in Genesis 3 that he told uh, Eve and Adam? You don't have liberty. God has restricted you. God has set you in a box. God has put boundaries around you. God said you will have liberty, but they found out when they stepped out of the boundaries of God, when they stepped out of the box of God, they didn't have liberty. They found out they were in bondage. They fell under the yoke of bondage and they were not able to handle it. And God had given the people in the churches today is stepped out of rules and regulations that have been preached and the Bible and now they're doing what they want to do, their own thing, thinking they have liberty. In the military, no matter what branch you are in during your training, your basic training, your AIT training, all the trainings you go to before you have a regular sign, you get what we call liberty. It allows you to go downtown. It allows you to visit those things downtown for a certain period of time. That liberty does not mean that you can go downtown, take off that uniform, and act like a fool. The same thing with God. He's God says, I have given you liberty. I, I'm telling you, you have liberty, but that does not give you the right to go and act like a fool and destroy everything I given you. The Bible says we are good soldiers of Jesus Christ. And as we walk in this world, we are to be in this world, that, uh, but we're not in the world. And God has given us liberty to walk in the world. But with that liberty, we're not to lay down biblical standards, biblical holiness, not to lay down what we're called to be. We're called to be in the world to be a representation, a light for the world to see. There's something different about you and them that's in the world today. Look at James chapter 1. James is talking about the Word of God. He's just done talking about the written Word, the engrafted Word. He's able to to save your soul. He's just got done saying being a doer of the Word, not only but a hearer of the Word only. He's liking the Word of God as a mirror, a looking glass. That is the Word of God looking at you and you looking at it. And it tells you, when you look at the Word of God, it tells you exactly what you look like spiritually. That's why men hate the Bible. The Bible does not pull any punches just like the mirror. When you look in the mirror, it does not pull any punches. You look in that mirror and your hair is a mess and you can't look at it Says, says, Man, you sure are pretty. The mirror is not going to lie to you. It's going to tell you the truth. Amen. Just like the Bible, it's going to tell you the truth. It's looking at your soul and it tells you where well, you're right or wrong. Verse 25, he said, But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Wait a minute, preach. I thought that liberty meant there's no law. No law. Absolutely not. Liberty does have laws. Where is it found at? It's found in what God said. You see, the Word of God liberates us to live a Christian life. It's not bondage. It is liberation to be a Christian. I'll tell you who looks at the preaching of biblical separation and holiness as bondage. Those that don't want to live in the confinements of the Scriptures. He calls it the perfect law of liberty. In chapter 2 of James, in verse 12, he says, So speak ye also do they shall be judged by the law of liberty. Liberty does have boundaries. Liberty does have laws. We were made free to live in the confinements of what the Scriptures tell us tonight. 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse number 15, for so is the will of God that with well doing you may be put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free. You are free tonight. You have been made free from sin. Death, hell, the law condemned that. law condemned us as free and now living in your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness but as a servant of God. He dispels the idea that I can live and do whatever I want to do because I have liberty. No, he just said not to use liberty like a cloak to hide your lascivious lifestyle, your living. Liberty should be made and make us to want to lower the, uh, uh, the liberty that we should make us want to live higher. So, Paul presents us with the pitfall and the ditches on either side. Paul says, right here is liberty. Right here, right dead to center, here is liberty. But but on the right side, we have that legalism. It is a ditch, it is a pitfall. And many of people have fallen into it and, and went to the wayside because they have fallen in that legalism pitfall. And then he said, all oh, we are on this side. We have that liberalism. And many of people have fallen off in that ditch and that pitfall in the world today. We're trying to live a life in the Bible. So if we're trying to live a life where is liberty at? Where is liberty at? Let me give you three things real quick and we'll go home tonight. Legalism let's talk about legalism. This is the first ditch we fall into this is the first pitfall we come to. Uh, legalism is an obstacle to liberty then let me clarify something what I'm about to say right now. Right off the bat. Legalism. I want you to understand what I'm about to say. Legalism is not living, having standards. If you have a standard of dress, you have a standard of music, you have a standard of friends to hang out, right off the of people say you're a legalist. You're a legalist. Everybody has standards somewhere in their lives. Everybody has them. They just got different standards than you and I. There, there there are not nothing wrong with having standards. Let me say that. Not nothing wrong having a standard of music saying, hey, uh, I, I'm not going to listen to that worldly music. I'm not going to listen to that stuff that pumps in fornication in my mind. I'm not going to listen to that music that calls me to drink. Uh, I'm not going to listen to that music that calls me to run around. I'm not going to listen to that kind of music that got the filth language. in it. I have set my standard that I'm not going to listen to that kind of music. I'm going to listen to the kind of music that lifts me up spiritually and makes me happy. It's nothing wrong with having standards. Lady, there's nothing wrong with having a dress standard. Amen. Amen. A modest apparel. That's what the Bible says in 1 Timothy. Women adorn themselves with modest apparel. That means that when someone looks at you, they're going to ask this question. Is that a Christian? There's nothing wrong with having standards. I'm not going to drink. Bible says uh, uh, wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler. And who is ever led astray by is not wise. These are wonderful standards that we have in our life, that we place placed in our life. According to First Corinthians, there's nothing even wrong with looking at a brother and sister in Christ. said, hey, uh, evil communications uh, corrupt good manners. He said, hey, uh, you may be a brother or sister in Christ, but I-, I can't hang with you. I can't walk with you. I can't fellowship with you because you might just drag me down. There is nothing wrong with having standards. And believe me, there's nothing wrong with having biblical standards in your life tonight. All these new age churches, they point to us and people like us and say, you're a legalist. I, I don't preach on that stuff. I, 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 I leave it to the Holy Ghost to convict you on the things that you need to be convicted on. They say you're a legalist because you have a dress standard. Wow yes I do yes I do I'm sorry for that but wait a minute so do they have a dress standard they claim they don't have a dress standard Uh, uh, they don't look like me they don't dress like me Uh, but I guarantee you they're not going to let me come to their pulpit and stand in my boxer shorts and say preach on preacher they're not going to let that they've got standards problem is where do they want to draw the line at and where do we draw the line at we all have standards there's nothing wrong with them there's nothing wrong with them you see what I'm saying everybody has one it's just where you draw the line at understand something about legalism it's not having standards what is legalism Legalism is when you your standard for self-gratification and self-glorification. Legalism is when you start doing like the Pharisees did. The Bible said the Pharisees made broad their phylaxeries. That they means they, their big show, their, 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 their standards. And the reason why they did that, why they looked so good, they wanted to be seen of men. Their heart was wicked. Jesus told them that they were wicked, the unfilthy, ungodly on the out, on the inside. Their outside was right. Jesus said, here's your problem. Here's your problem. And there's nothing wrong having your outside right, but Jesus said, your problem is your heart is wrong. He said, your inside's not right. If you get your inside right and let it match the inside, your outside, uh, you'll be right. Uh, uh, We got so many stuff going on with this legalism. Legalism is gratification of the flesh. When you look around and say, "I'm more holy than sister so and so. I don't do X, Y, and C," or you look at say, "I'm I'm more holy than brother so and so because he does this, he does this, and does this. I don't do that." Legalism is when you start feeling good about your standard. Of holiness listen to me Le- legalism is when you're, you are dependent on standards to make you spiritually standards don't make you spiritually God makes you spiritually let me say that again when you're depending on your standard to make you spiritually you're gonna fail God makes us spiritual. Look at Galatians chapter 3. Turn to Galatians chapter 3. Listen, I've been around church people for an awful long time. And I've been around some of the meanest people you could ever come in contact that call themselves Christians. I mean people that if you, if you don't dot your I across your T exactly the same way they did You're out of there. You're gone. That's legalism. It's what I want. Everybody looks like me. Everybody talks like me. Everybody walks like me. That's what I want. No. Verse number one, O foolish Galatians. Who have bewitched you that you should not be obeyed the truth? Because... Whose eyes Jesus Christ have been evidently set forth and crucified among you? Only this would I learn of you. Now watch what he says. He said, I'm, I'm asking you a question here. So answer me. This only would I learn of you. Receive you the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of Of faith. He said, How did you get saved? By doing the law or by faith coming by hearing and hearing of the Word of God? Romans uh, 10 You got saved by faith. The law didn't save you. Now, watch what he says in verse number three. He's talking about after you've been saved. Are you so foolish? Having begun the Spirit, they are now made perfect by the flesh. Can I say your flesh cannot make you holy? It's the Holy Spirit working through you that makes you holy. Some people have their quote-unquote standards right. And there's nothing wrong with standards again, I'll say. But yet they're mean and hateful and rude and prideful and, and they got bitterness and they got unforgiveness and their lust in their heart. It makes no difference. A hill of beans, how can many standards you got if the standards ain't right? It's the way they conduct themselves about that makes it all wrong. And here Paul looks at them says, do you know how you got saved? You got saved by the power of God. Listen to me, all you right now got saved here tonight. You got saved, you got washed by the blood by the same way, by the power of God. Can I tell you how you can be sanctified? You do it the same way, by the power of God. You cannot do it on yourself. You see, these churches got saved by the power of God, but now they're through trying to keep their uh, sanctification through themselves, keeping themselves clean and sanctified by their flesh. And Paul said it don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You got saved by the power of God, and it's the power of God that keeps you sanctified. But they tried to live the life the way they wanted to live. A woman was married to a man. I read this illustration. I loved it. A woman got married to this man, she fell in love with this man and married him. And at first, it was good. Then after the marriage, for about a year, he started giving her demands. He would write a list of things that he required of her to do every day. And if she didn't get them done, he would come in, he would berate her, physically just beat her down mentally. And I mean, he just went on. And this went on for years. he write the list up, and she would work diligently to do exactly what he said, clean the dishes, do this, teach this, do all all the things in the house that he wanted it done, and he had to be exactly the way he wanted done. She got to the point that she was so afraid of this man that she did what she ever could do to get it all done. And after 30 years of marriage, the man got sick and died. Eventually, she fell in love with another man. And got married. This was a good man. He loved her. And she found out she was sitting around one day. and got to thing about it. She's doing the exact same thing for this husband as she did for that husband. But one exception. She did it for him because she loved him. She did it for him because she feared him. The same way with Christian life. We, we can do things because we fear God, but God don't want to that. God wants you to live a holy life, a perfect life, because you love Him. And, and when you love Him, you'll live right, you'll act right, you'll talk right, you'll strive to live the life that God wants you to live. Amen. Anybody know anything about basketball? Well, it's a basketball goal and basketball, and a bunch of people on around going throwing at him. I played basketball in high school. The standard height for a basketball goal is 10 feet, no matter where you're at. NCAA, high school, NBA. 10 feet. That's the standard. That is the standard that is set. The problem with that standard is not everybody can dunk a basketball. We, we had 6'2", 6'3", 6'5", 6'7", on a basketball team. It was not hard for them to dunk the basketball. But some of those at 5'11", foot, were not able. And what people that could dunk the basketball say, hey, you don't meet our standards, you don't meet our standards. And they would make those feel like they were not worth anything because they could not do, they could not meet that standard of dunking that basketball. We do the same thing in church. We do the same thing in church. When somebody comes to church and, and, and preaches, I've heard as preachers who will preach a standard, and if they couldn't achieve that standard, they would point their fingers at and braid them and breed them on the head until finally they leave because they couldn't achieve the standard. You can't achieve the standard. That's legalism. But there's another ditch. Liberalism. Turn to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. 2 Peter verse number 18. So in Galatians 3 they were trying to live a Christian life by the power of the flesh. And they couldn't do it. But then there are the people that are trying to live the power of a Christian life in uh, liberalism. And it's still the flesh. Can can I give you something profound tonight? Legalism and liberalism are on the same coin. They're just on different sides of it. Just different sides of it. Both depend on the flesh. One depends on the flesh trying to get to look good, and the other depends on the flesh to live lasciviously. 2 Peter chapter, verse uh, 18. 2. Second Peter, 2 Peter two. Verse number 18. They're talking about these preachers of liberalism, if you will. They use the illustration of Balaam. We all know what Balaam. Balaam was a prophet that was half in the world, half with the God's people. For well, when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh. You see what you see what they preach sounds good because it draws people by the flesh. Do what you want, be what you want, listen to what you want. Act like you won't. Sounds good. They, 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 they preached this uh, swelling words. They allure through the lust of the flesh, though much wantness, those that were clean escape from them who lived in error. Verse 19, While they promised them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption... You see what they said they, they say here come get all the liberty you want but there's a hook <laughs> there's a catch here's, here's liberalism the basketball I was just talking about it's just standard we tried we couldn't make it on our own and, and because we couldn't make it on our own because everybody couldn't achieve that standard with that basketball you, this is what they do they say hey everybody can't reach this standard so what do we do We lower our standards. We lower our standards. Now everybody can achieve the standard. Everybody can dunk the basketball because we've lowered it down. That's what churches are doing today. They're lowering their standards down so that everybody that comes in can meet their standards. Even the sinner outside can meet their standards because it's lowered down. That's not God's way. Because we can't do into the power of the flesh. So we just lower the standards. We lower the standards. We have these big light shows. We have these big smoke screens. And you come out and, and preach the uh, uh, way you want to preach. We look the way you want to look. We have this rock and roll music going on. Uh, just come on in. Do what you want to do anytime you want to do it, Have you want to do it. The standards had been lowered. So let's just lower the standards and get rid of all the King James Bible. Let's change that. Let's just black out all the stuff we don't want in the Bible. We'll just lower the standards. Matter of fact, there is no standards. Do what you want. Liberalism lowers the standard. And when they do it, they say that's great. When you lower their standard, listen. God has set a standard. God not didn't the church didn't God has set a standard and when churches and people start lowering that standard and when somebody comes in that could not meet the standard that God said uh, then they lower the standards and when they meet the standard then everybody says, oh yeah look at them they met the standards we we slap them on the back. We tell them, "Hey, you've done good. We're doing good," and all they've done is lower the standards of God's standards, and they meet the lower standards of man. And then we start feeling good about ourselves. We have a problem when we lower our standards, though. Even somebody lost, man. A lost woman can achieve the standards when you lower enough. You say, preacher, we shouldn't have a standard. We're under grace. You are right, we're under grace. But listen, grace not only saves, but grace also schools. Turn to Titus. Turn to Titus. Chapter Two of Titus we We find that people we see what's happening in the world I, I, I was talking to my brother down in Raleigh, and he made a statement to me that just. He said, there's a preacher down there that he heard with his own words say this. The Bible will say what I want it to say. i like, what? He said, I'm not, I'm not, the Bible, he said, the Bible will say what I want it to say. That's where we're at today. Our standards have been changed so much now we're telling God, hey, this is what I want you to say in your word.'" But grace saves, but also grace schools us in with God's word. In chapter 2, grace not only liberates, liberty not only saves us, but it schools us, and grace sanctifies us. Look at verse number 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation appeared appear to all men. Thank God for the grace that brought salvation. But watch what it does, verse number 12, teaching us that to nine ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Listen, the grace that doesn't teach you to live a holy life is not Bible grace. It's not Bible grace. Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Jude said, for there are certain men that crept in unaware, turning the grace of God in lasciviousness." Live any way you want to. Do what you want to. But you'll find two enemies, legalism and liberalism. Now listen, I don't want to be in either one of these ditches. I don't want to be in the liberalism of it. I don't want to fall in that ditch over there. I don't want to be in legalism. I don't I want to stay right in the middle with the Word of God. But I've seen so many churches here lately that have fallen in these two ditches. They say that you are I'm a liberal. So be it. If it makes you mad that I'm a liberal, so be it. If it makes you mad that I'm not liberal, so be it. I'm running with the word of God so that the last opposition, another road, is that of liberty. So if I got legalism, I got liberalism, then I must have liberty. We looked at liberty in Galatians 5:1. So how can we attain biblical liberty? Well, we don't lower the standards. We don't lower the standards so that everybody can meet it. Then where is it at? You say, we've always found out that we can't, it, we can't do it within ourselves. We can't meet the standards within ourselves. Bible mentions grace. Bible mentions liberty. Living the confines of the Scriptures. How do we obtain the liberty the same way you got saved? You need help. You need help. You can't do it on your own. You need, you need to help. Standards don't change. God's not changing His standards. We're not lowering the standards. That we're, there is one that will lift us up to help us to achieve the standard that's been set. Somebody bigger than us that we cannot do it on our own. Bible said in Philippians 4, I can do all things... Through Christ, which strengthens me, I can do all things. I can meet that standard because there's one living inside of me that will rise me up to meet the standard that's been set. We're able to live that standard of the Christian life because there's one living inside of us who set the standard, He knows the standards. He set the standard and he's living in us. Now I can forgive. I can walk. I can live. I don't have to die. I can rejoice because he's helping me. Quit trying to achieve the standards of God in your flesh. Because as long as you keep trying to achieve the standards of God in your flesh, you're going to get discouraged, you're going to get depressed, and you're going to throw the towel in, and you're going to walk away. You can't do it on your own. When we realize that, we realize that we're not able to achieve the standards of God. Not in our flesh, not in our will, we're not able to do that. But when you get saved and get born again and the Spirit of God that comes inside of you, that one that set the standard is able to achieve the standard. That's how you live a life of liberty. We need the power of God to help us to achieve the standards of God. So stop trying to do it on your own. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get tired. You're going to get weary. You just cannot do it. It takes the power of God to achieve the standards that he's made. I don't know about you, but I've been tired of trying to achieve something on my own. I can't do it. I, I, I'll have to be the one to admit, I cannot do it. But God can. God can. And if I rely on him more and more and more every day to help me achieve the standard that he's been set, that means I can live a rejoiceful life, a happy life. That means I can, I can forgive people. I, can, I, I, I don't have to fear death. All these things because now I have something inside of me that raised me to the next plateau. If you're still trying to get it done in your flesh, you'll fall every time. You'll fall every time. I don't know about you, but I just want God to help me. I I just want God. You know, I've said, Lord, studying this, said, Lord, I I have to surrender you because I'm not able. I can't. I can't. Because in the flesh, I make mistakes. When I walk in the Spirit, you're guiding me. And that's where we want to be at. Liberty. Liberty. It's God's standard.